Welcome to One Girl in All the World, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch podcast where we recap each episode in order and discuss. I'm Ashley, Buffy super fan. Kimmy, Buffy newbie. You can find us on all major podcast apps, YouTube and Instagram with new episodes on Tuesdays. Okay, so we are getting near the end, folks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Four episodes left. It's very exciting. And two are the finale. So we only have, after this, we have one normal episode left and then not, not, craziness ensues ensues. I'm very excited yes but before we get there today we were talking about I only have eyes for you which is um season two episode 19 and we got to watch this one together which is always fun when that when that happens doesn't happen often but yeah yeah we either get to watch or uh record together that's fun yeah it never happens both but maybe at one point that's true if we have another like half a day Kimmy Ham, we could watch and record I don't know but we could do that, yeah. Have to, we have to, like, figure it out for a really after, good episode. After the holidays. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. All of the holidays. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> okay, yeah, so today what we're going to talk about I Only Have ICU, which we were able to watch together, which is fun. The original air day was April 28th, 1998, written by Marty Noxon, who I'm a fan of, and directed by James mm-hmm. Whitmore Jr. And the synopsis is... Buffy encounters a tortured spirit haunting the halls of Sunnydale High and recruits her friends to help the bitter spirit in its quest for peace. Meanwhile, Giles is filled with anguish when he believes the spiritual being is Jenny, trapped in trying to impart a final message to him from the beyond. Hmm. So Dreams. Buffy definitely does not recruit her friends to help him find, the, the ghost find peace. <laughs> but she just wants people to stop dying, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a couple of interesting things that I found out about this episode, like right off the top, is that obviously that song, I Only Have Eyes For You, came oh, out, song. yeah, came out in 1959, and this episode is set in 1955. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Somebody goofed. Nice. Yeah, so nice. they, the song, when this was taking place, and then, you know, we see James and Grace, like, dancing to this song, and it comes on several times throughout the song, throughout the, the episode. It's not even written yet. It, ha- it hadn't even... Yeah, it wasn't even out, so. How did somebody not catch that? That's funny. I don't know. And because this episode does have a, tr- a suicide trigger warning, uh, before on the original air date that Sarah Michelle Geller recorded a PSA for suicide, like suicide mm-hmm. hotline and all that. So that, that played right before this episode aired. Okay. So we started out in the bronze. The band playing is called Splendid. That's who that is. I like that band. And I believe that song was on the Buffy soundtrack because I remember like listening to it like constantly mm-hmm. um and so like that I, th- I think it was on there or maybe it's just from watching this episode all the time but I think um I think it was on the Buffy soundtrack okay Cordelia and Xander are dancing uh Willow's just kind of hanging out by herself where's Oz yeah, I don't know we haven't seen him for a while right since the werewolf episode I feel like you know what typical guy he says he's in love and then he disappears yeah and then I feel like even like there was an episode where Willow and Cordelia were like, oh, boys or whatever. Or somebody in Willow was like, oh, boys. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. just like, I remember thinking at the time, like, is something going on with Oz? But then, I don't know. And now we just haven't heard about him. Anyway. Yeah, the last time we saw him, they were in love, apparently. And we haven't How seen him. How in love could you be if you just never see each other? Anyway. Yeah. Whatever. Not cool with it. And Bee's just, Buffy's just, sorry, Bee. This is what I nickname her in my notes. Hey, Buffy. that that somebody makes that her nickname. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, she would get called B a lot. She's just looking around despondent. She looks like... Yeah, she's up in the catwalk. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she gets um, approached by a fellow student that we don't mm-hmm. know that they had math some class together. Algebra. Yeah, Ben. With some lame flirting, I will say. Yeah, it was kind of cute though, because he like he wants he's like, hey, just so you know, like I thought maybe you could ask me to <laughs> Sadie Hawkins because obviously he wants to ask her out, but Sadie Hawkins is where the girls ask the guys. Also, who got that right? You did. That's very right. good. Yes. <laughs> I've I have been to a Sadie Hawkins dance in high school. Oh really? That's so cute. Wait, so did you ask a boy to go with you? Yes, a, fr- a friend. Aww. A, oh, the, that, the same the same a guy friend. friend. The, yeah, a guy friend. friend. Okay. I know uh, who you're talking about already. It well was not It was the one that gave me the Orb of Thessala. The best friend, right? Different. Also a best friend during oh. high school, but not the one I still like kind of keep in contact one. with. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the Orb of Thessala, John, the one that was like the big Buffy fan. Okay. <laughs> so we went to we went to Sadie Hawkins together. And it was very That's cute. cute. Okay. Yeah. So Buffy's not definitely not interested in asking anybody. So uh Ben's kind of putting himself out there that you know she could always ask him. Brave soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he is pays dearly for his mistake of putting himself out there because Buffy says realizes that essentially he's asking her out and she's she's like like, no no I'm not seeing anyone ever ever again again." (laughs) (laughs) like I am might as well just become a nun yeah so he's like oh sorry about that that that's the case and she kind of feels really bad they just kind of like awkwardly end the conversation (laughs) and she's just Buffy's just like, okay, like, I'm done with this day or, like, the, hanging out here. So she goes to leave. Willow in, intercepts her and, like, says, oh, I saw that you, you know, that didn't go well. And she's like, I'm just not in date mode. And Willow says, maybe you need to get into date mode. D- date mm-hmm. to get into date mode. Get into date mode. And uh, Buffy's like, do you remember my, like, past year? Not even. The last couple of months? Like, uh, no. I, she, yeah, you have to be, like, impulsive. Um... Well, she's like, Willow's telling her, you're all work and no play, Buffy. Mm-hmm. And Buffy's like, yeah, look at the decisions I've made. Like, I can't, I have to, like, I can't just go out, throw caution to the wind. Yeah. So Buffy says she's going to swing by the library and see if Giles has anything, you know, for her to, like, be aware of or that she needs to know for patrol. Because she's just going to side. She's just patrolling and going home. So we're at school in the hallway. And we see, well, we kind of have an interesting cut here because Willow says, Lois, I'd always like, you know, what happened with beauty. Yeah, love can be nice. Love can be nice. And then we cut to the hallway where two students are fighting with each other. Like, very heated arguments. Intensely, yes. Yeah. And from what they're saying, we can tell that she's trying to end things with him and he is not having it. He's having a hard time accepting that. Yeah, and he's, like, yelling at her and he grabs her arm. Like, (laughs) Yeah. And it escalates to the point where he pulls a gun on her. Yep. He says, tell me you don't love me anymore. And then he po- he points again and turns his love is forever. That's yes. Not creepy at all. And then we go to the credits and we're like, oh no, is he going to mm-hmm. kill her? Um, but thankfully, we know Buffy's heading to the school. So Buffy tackles him just in time. And there's also a janitor that was there and rushes over to see what was happening. Yeah. And uh, Buffy says, you went you went OJ on your girlfriend, which is, yeah, which is OJ wow. Simpson. Yeah. Who? Yeah. <laughs> Public opinion, public opinion did not find him, did not find him innocent. (laughs) Obviously, we still, you know, yeah. 
that whole trial. Well, yeah, I guess if we have to explain the reference, we have to explain it. That O.J. Simpson was a football player that was on trial for killing his wife. Girlfriend and her wife and his and her... And her lover, lover yeah. yeah. And he was found not guilty, but it is perceived to be a mischar- miscarriage of justice. Yeah. And uh, that is what Buffy is referring to. And then, yeah, the guy seems really confused and the gun disappears and it's just kind of weird. She's like, we weren't even fighting. And, like, the girl yeah. is like, yeah, we weren't. And she's like, if you weren't fighting, why'd you have a gun? And there is no gun. The gun yeah. has disappeared. So weird. In Snyder's office, <laughs> we're back with Snyder. Snyder brings Buffy in to blame her for the couple fighting in this, like, mysterious situation. So he's like, it's, it's got to be you. You're involved, so you caused it. Even though Buffy's like, I saved them, you yeah. know? Uh, he's mm-hmm. like, no, you you definitely had something to do with it. He's if she's there, she's the culprit for Stuff sure. Stuff happens. Yep. Yeah. Stuff always happens with her around. Yeah. So she's in trouble for it, and he's about to keep going when he gets a phone call from the I guess his rece- his like uh, receptionist or whatever saying that Billy Crandall has like t- uh, chained himself to the vending machine again, <laughs> and then Principal Sider says, "Pathetic little no no life vegan." <laughs> Oh, I'm, here? yeah, I forgot about that. At, right. yes. I didn't write it down, so I forgot. Here at uh, <laughs> this podcast, we support a stand behind Billy Crandall. Veganism? Yes. Chaining himself to the vending machine. <laughs> so, a vegan he, activist. He, he's a vegan activist, so we support Billy Crandall. Go, Billy. Yes. We support you. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Snyder when leaves. He leaves mm-hmm. uh, your book falls out, and it's just interesting that it's a 1955-year-book, and Buffy mm-hmm. kind of looks at it, but she's like, meh, and then just puts it back. Yeah, just thought it fell off the shelf, puts it on. But we see it slowly, like, come off. Yeah, it seems off, like, obvious to me, but... Yeah. I mean, she didn't see it. We were, we were supposed to be like, oh, okay, this is a yeah. supernatural something. something. Yeah, she just thinks something fell. Purpose. Yeah. yeah. In Jenny's classroom, Willow is giving, um, still, still teaching the class. She's teaching, and she's killing it. Yeah, she's loving it. She's in her element. She's making jokes. She's getting laughs. It's so great. I love. She's this a, a minor working for free. Okay. <laughs> great, great Snyder. Um, I'll just tell Willow like, "Welcome to your future." I mean, not working for free, but basically always making like less than what you probably should be <laughs> for whatever you're doing. Yeah. So Giles comes in to see if she needed any like help because she is teaching a class by herself. And she says no, she got it all. She's been looking at um, Jenny's computer. Jenny's computer and saying that, you know, they had a lot of like paganism and magic sites. And so she's really getting interested she's in getting those. Into that. And yeah. she also found a rose quartz in Jenny's desk. So she wants, she's like, I think Jenny would want you to have it. And she gives so it to Giles. It has healing powers. It has healing powers. Yeah. So yeah. G- Giles is touched by that. Yeah. That she gave it to him. Is this, I remember mm. history and then cross out and put economics. What class is this? I think it's history. He's talking about the history? New Deal. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I would say it was history. I put history. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Buffy's sitting in history class. They're talking about the New Deal. And Buffy nods off. And we, she kind of has a, she's like, it's kind of like a lucid dream. She's in, she's there watching mm-hmm. something happen yep. in 1955. And we see that the Sadie Hawkins DS is coming up because two girls are, like, holding the, the poster. poster, yeah. And class is dismissed. Everybody's handing in an assignment. And then one boy in the class gives the teacher, is, like, the last student, and gives the teacher 
the uh, his assignment, and they kind of talk for a little bit. She's saying, um, how do you like the Hemingway I lo- lend you, lended you? And they brush hands, and it's kind of like... She's saying that, oh, yeah, he falls in love with his whatever. But we are talking about a, fe- a farewell to arms. Have you read it? No. I haven't either, but I should. It's, okay, I'm not the hugest Hemingway fan, to be honest. Yeah, I don't even know if I've read this, it. That's anyway. the same author that did The Old Man in the Sea, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Old Man in the Sea is like probably the worst book I've ever read, so I just can never try anything else. I right, think. right. Yeah. I think the worst book I ever read was Moby Dick. I couldn't get past the first quarter of that book, so I can't count. I don't even know if I finished it, but it was like for school. It was like a school assignment too, like in college. School, okay. And I like for me to like, I just whew, like for me to not finish something for school, it had to be bad. So yeah, so he lent she lended him a farewell to arms, which is something like there's like a very big age difference in that book. So mm. that makes sense. Oh. And yeah, they brush hands and they kind of like lean a little bit. Yeah, it's very suspect. There's some leaning closer to each other. And then another student comes in, and they break apart, and then Buffy kind of gets, wakes up. And then Ashley wakes up, though. Like, the teacher's writing on the blackboard, and all the students start laughing. And he mm-hmm. had written this swear word on there, and he was like, what the hell? He writes, like, don't walk away from me, bitch. Yep, and he didn't mean to write that. Yeah, and he looks, and he, like, quickly brushes it off. Now, had we heard that line said yet? In the hallway? I I think maybe we did, actually. Um, I think we might have... Uh, yeah, we it. would have to, because otherwise it would have just been... Yeah, when... Yeah. Um, so the boy, the yeah. first couple, the, the... I think so. The students, yeah. He says, don't walk away from me, bitch. So the, the weird that the teacher is writing the same thing. Oh, so that's pretty harsh language for 1955, I'm just gonna say. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very uh, emotional. In the hallway, Buffy is talking to Xander, and obviously she thinks something's up. I mean, yeah. There's enough evidence here. It's like something weird is going on. And I think Willow says, isn't that our school motto? Oh, Xander says that. Yeah. (laughs) I think, no, I think Willow says it, but then Xander says something about chalkboard Tourette's. Oh, well, I think that, um, in the hallway, they, they go into the library and then Willow's there. Mm, Okay. Maybe it was Xander then. Um, but there was, yeah. So Xander opened his locker and a (laughs) arm, like a, it kind of looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon, kind of like scaly, kind of like monster. Yep. reptile kind of hand comes out him in. yeah grabs him pulls him to the towards the locker and they, they kind of struggle and then she gets xander off they close she closes it quickly and slowly opens it and it's empty there's yeah. nothing there so weird yeah so in the library buffy and xander catch up willow and giles who are in there and they it is funny because xander makes a an, another movie reference where he says that he's dead as hell and they're not gonna take it anymore which is from Network. Have you ever heard that? I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. I've definitely heard it before. What movie is that? Network? Yeah. I don't think I've heard that. Network in 1975. I've seen it. Um, it's basically people yelling out a window like, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, anyway, it's it's a classic movie. Hmm. Um, so yeah, he that's what he's referring to when he says it's dead as hell and he's not going to take it anymore. <laughs> so, and I like when... Uh, Xander says, oh, oh, I got attacked by a locker monster. And Joust's like, Locker's monster? <laughs> he's so oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, no locker monster. But he's still like, oh, okay, poltergeist activity? Yeah, like he kind of violent. really interesting. Yeah, it's not kind of playful or innocent, it seems. So it seems like poltergeist activity. Yeah. Yeah. And they say he's saying that poltergeist activity usually revolves around unresolved issues. Right, and they so, say that un- they can lash out, they can be confused. 
Yeah, so basically the, the classic unfinished business. And Buffy's like, oh, like a normal teenager, only dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. So that night uh, at school, that janitor that we saw earlier is mopping the floors. Miss, not Miss French, Mitch Frank, Miss Frank. I Girl, I don't know. I don't keep track of all these teacher names. You're better at that than me. Okay. <laughs> she's F. yeah. She's leaving, and you can tell that they like don't know each other well because she says, yeah. oh, "Your name is um whatever Oscar I- <laughs> George George George." <laughs> George, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Like, she was going to walk through where he was mopping. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they obviously, okay. and the bye, have a good night. And, like, obviously they have this, like, just in-passing relationship. They don't know yeah. each other well. She didn't even know if his name was actually George. And then all of a sudden, something sweeps over him. And they start having this weird-ass dialogue. Yeah, and it, it immediately she falls into it as well. Yeah, and, and it's the same dialogue as last night. Yeah, we get a little bit more. Where he says, like, it expands a bit where he says, um, you know, I can't stop thinking about you. And she's kind of like, I know, like, but it has to end. I want you to have a normal life. He says, I don't care about having a normal life. He says a person doesn't just wake up one day and stop loving. Yeah. So we get a little bit more. Where Mm -hmm. like That that scene that we got in the beginning is expanding. So we're getting a little more of the story. And, yeah, the same thing plays out where he says, don't walk away from me, bitch. She, like, goes out into the out... Door hallway. Yeah. yeah. Right by where um, Harmony fell down the stairs. Yeah. In, uh, uh, the one, the... The one with the, the invisible girl? Yeah. Oh, out of, called. out of, mind out of sight. Mm, okay. Yeah, so right, right there is where she's standing, and he pulls out a gun and shoots her. And yeah. she flips over the balcony edge and down to the bottom of the, on those stairs that Harmony had fallen down. And... Oh, while this is happening, while they're arguing, Giles is in the library and hears noises out there. He goes to get up and he hears a female voice whisper, I need you. Okay. But then he keeps walking out because he hears the commotion and he sees the after the, the immediate aftermath of him, of George shooting the teacher. I thought he just overheard them arguing. So he actually heard and he thinks whatever he heard was Jenny, but I just thought all he heard was them arguing. Like them arguing. It's a, like there is a there is a whisper says I need you. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yeah, and then, um, yeah. So Giles sees the janitor shoot the teacher, and he tackles him. Mm-hmm. He tackles so him. Confused again. Yeah, he, and he's like the the gun disappears, and he is doesn't know what happened. And I'm so curious, like what happens if you shoot somebody, the weapon disappears, and you're like, I didn't do it. I don't remember. Where's the where's How's that the look? where's the murder weapon? Yeah, prove I mean, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> prove that I did it. Yeah, so we have another kind of uh, possession that happens at the school now. But yeah. somebody has died this time. Buffy didn't. Nobody got there in time to save the person. Yeah. So we go to what we call the mansion. Oh, the mansion. Is, I was calling it the garden. Okay. A new. Well, it is. It is a garden of the mansion. But we'll go into the mansion and so, in the yeah. up, coming episodes. So the gang of Angel, Drusilla, and Spike had to move because Giles effect- apparently succeeded in burning down the factory. Yep. So they got to move. Mm-hmm. And so they're out in the garden and they're admiring it. Obviously, it's night. And Well, Drusilla's admiring it. Spike doesn't seem impressed. No, no. No, he's not. He's like, oh, look at this lovely garden, these big windows. This is like an ideal place for vampires to live, obviously. Yeah. So we can all get burnt alive. So yep. he's not having it. He's annoyed at Angel for 
because him doing the Jenny thing, which led Giles there and it destroyed their house. And so now they have to, they had to move and it, mm-hmm. he just. And he's also so very frustrated with the whole Drusilla angel. Which stuff. just keeps escalating. It seems to. I, I'm kind of curious to see what's going on. With yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Spike hates Angel at this point. And well, and Angel's a dick. He's like, oh, take a stand. Roll with the punches. Come on. He's awful. He is. So and, and, I mean, making fun of him constantly for being in the yep. wheelchair. So that's coming to a boiling point. Yep. In the library. So in this, then, with this one, it sounds like the janitor remembers everything, but doesn't know why. Right. He, yeah, yeah. Giles does say he knows he killed the woman, but he doesn't know why. Yeah. Right. So, um, obviously everybody's been caught up that it's like the same scene played out with the Mm -hmm. teacher, but Mm -hmm. the teacher and the janitor, obviously now a teacher is dead. And so they didn't have an intimate relationship. They like barely knew each other. Yeah. So it's so weird. And they think, okay, there's, so this, there's a spirit trying to reach out and he immediately thinks it's Jenny, which no one agrees. Like, nobody gets on board with that, even for no. a second. And he, I mean, all he can really say is, like, she died under tra- tragic circumstances. And then, like, Willow and Buffy are disagreeing. Like, there's a gun. It seems something very specific. And then Giles just is like, I'm right. Yeah. He's, he's like, um, you know, okay, she guys. died under tragic circumstances here. So, yeah. obviously, it's just got to be her. And they're like, hmm. I don't think so. There's like even a script that they're following and everything. And it seems so different. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, but I do like when he says, you should always, you know, challenge authority. And I don't ever want you, I always want you to tell me if you think I'm wrong. Like, but you're, you're absolutely wrong and I'm right this time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I think like Buffy, Willow, and Xander are like, okay, there's no talking to him about that it's not Jenny. So we're going to have to kind of have to do some independent study. And so they go into Jenny's classroom. And they're going to do their own research, hopefully not on Facebook. Don't worry, it's okay. Facebook isn't around yet. (laughs) And they (laughs) cross-reference past shootings, and they come across a shooting that happened the day before the Sadie Hawkins dance, which Mm -hmm. Buffy says is today, in their timeline, is the day before Sadie Hawkins. Right. And that it was a a student killed a teacher, and that there was rumors that they were having an affair. Right. And that she tried to break it off and he couldn't make her love him. So he killed her. He went to the music room and killed himself after. That's so sad. Yeah. And she said Sadie Hawkins is tonight. So it's the night of Sadie Hawkins, I think I said. Um, And Willow said, Buffy's like, does this happen in 1955? And she's like, yes. So they get the... um, uh, yearbook. Okay. They get the yearbook that Buffy was looking at before, and she sees that that see the pictures, the people that she dreamt about in class. So that totally connects the dots. And Xander's a little bit like, "Ooh, your dreams are getting pretty specific and pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah. Like you just dreamt about this these two people and something that happened." Yeah. And then Buffy really has no sympathy for. She's so, angry. Yeah, James is the student, and Grace is the teacher. So Willow's kind of just like, oh, isn't that the whole thing so tragic, basically? Mm-hmm. And Buffy's like, yeah, she's, for her. She's very empathetic. Yeah. Yeah, for her, but not for him. You know, he yeah, she doesn't. She, no sympathy or empathy for yeah. for James. She and see where he's coming from at all. No. And Xander has another quote here. He's he's paraphrasing some uh, line from The Merchant of Venice. 
which I'm like, we did we didn't know that they were talking about that in class. So I guess Xander could know this. <laughs> Otherwise, I didn't I don't think he would be into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he has another little quote there. So Willow, because she has like getting into magic now, she's getting I a new hobby. Mm-hmm. She wants to try and contact James to see like how they can stop this or like do his mm-hmm. like unfinished business. So in the cafeteria, Cordelia is joining the group at the table, and she is like really doesn't like Sadie Hawkins. She's she boycotting. Yeah, girls she, have to ask and pay for everything. Yeah, she's not down with this. <laughs> And she's she's all like outraged by this while the food in the cafeteria everywhere turns into snakes. It's the creepiest scene ever. Snakes yeah. are everywhere and Cordelia gets bitten. Yeah, one like just flashes onto her face. Oh. You see like people are about to like take a bite of a burger or something, and now in the middle snakes. of the, it's snakes and they're a, yeah. it's a complete stampede. Everyone's screaming and running for the door, and Snyder's like, What? He's standing in the doorway, like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, it's a complete like stampede trying to get out of there because all the people are freaking out outside this seems very interesting (laughs) i I have questions about this okay so outside the animal control is there they're trying to Mm -hmm. catch the snakes the police are there the superintendent's there right is it the police chief the i thought it was the superintendent so it's the police chief okay yeah i think yeah i think it's police chief he's talking to okay we we talked to him before in the past we saw him before um so Snyder and the police chief are trying to come up with a plausible lie for what happened. And he eventually comes up with a backed up sewer. Mm-hmm. He said that's what it's going to be because it's like the same thing happened in San Diego last week. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that the reason this all happened is because of backed up sewer. And Snyder tells the police chief you know, we're on a hellmouth, and sooner or later, people are going to figure that out. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, the police chief was just like, handle it. So, handle okay. it. This is our second reference to Snyder being aware of them being on a hellmouth. So, if he's aware of all these weird things and that Buffy's always involved, h- how is he still giving her a hard time? He must realize she's not doing things, that she's not responsible for these things. Like, what? why is he giving her such a hard time? Oh, maybe he thinks she's, she's evil. Oh, God, okay. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Like, maybe she's a vampire or something? Or, like, maybe she's she's just one, like... A demon? She's involved. Okay. Somehow okay. in the bad stuff. All right. All right, that's fair. In Snyder's narrative, he could be the hero. He could be Buffy, for all he thinks. <laughs> Such a weirdo. But there's a little, little throwaway line, kind of, that isn't so much of a throwaway. So when he says, hey, we, uh, we we hired you because we thought you could handle this job. And if you can't, you could take it up with the mayor. And uh, Snyder kind of snaps to attention and says, I'll handle it. And that's the end of the scene. So mm-hmm. just put that in your little pocket, your little Buffyverse pocket. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's that's a hint or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is this a hint that's going to come full circle in the next three episodes or are we waiting longer? Longer. Ugh, okay. <laughs> not gonna remember that <laughs> I'll, I'll remind you all right so in Buffy's room Willow is saying that it's gonna have to be an exorcism like yeah. it's too violent now to like just kind of reach out to him and communicate mm-hmm. with him so they're going to do a uh what is it oh a Mangus, Mangus tripod. tripod so basically a triangle with somebody in the middle so three of them and 
someone in the middle and the middle spot is where the hot spot is. So it's that where the teacher fell over, like the balcony basically, is where all the bad and they're gonna juju is. They're gonna try to bind the bad spirit to prevent it from doing any harm. Yeah. So that should bind them. And they have to basically light these candles and say something at midnight. Um, say a, a spell or incantation. Xander notices that the ghost is fixated on Buffy, which I think is an interesting point to make. Because, like, yeah. I didn't really consider that before then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with the, the dream in the yearbook. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to be in the middle. I'm going to be where the hot spot is because, obviously, if there's trouble, it'll be there. And I hope he shows up. She's going to have been dead out for James. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so at school that night, they show up, and Willow made everyone scapulas for protection. Out of sulfur? What does that even mean? I was just one ingredient, but sulfur stinks, obviously. Yeah. So uh, I think it was a shortcut, basically. Okay. She's like, sorry, I didn't have time, so I had to use sulfur. But apparently <laughs> this is a mistake, because she says scapulas twice, but it's apparently it's scapulars. Oh, what's a scapular? It's the thing that you put around your neck, like, for protection, Oh, because when you when she said scapula, I'm like, what? Like the the knife that you use and oh, like a, um oh, you're thinking of um scalpel? Scalpel? Oh yeah, what's a scapula? Scapula? Am I thinking of spatula? What are we thinking? Yeah, well, that's what Xander says. Xander says spatula, and she's like, no. <laughs> so, but it mu- it must have just the right like Marty just I think got the wrong term because it's scapular. supposed to be scapular. Okay, got it. So that's what she's actually giving them. Okay. All right. So she gives everyone these, and <laughs> Cordy says it smells like grandpa breath. <laughs> but she puts it on. And then all of a sudden, the doors and all the, 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 at the end of all the halls start slamming shut. Yeah, shut in. Yep. Mm-hmm. So not good. Yep. At the mansion, Drew says she wants to burrow herself in, into the, like, uh, the, the garden and, like, bury herself there. <laughs> And poor Spike's like, your dress will get dirty. Like, like <laughs> uh, why am I even talking to you? You're crazy. <laughs> and she starts having a kind of a vision saying that the, a gate is opening. Mm-hmm. Then it wants the Slayer. So she's seeing, like, basically that there's a weakness with Buffy, that it's a good time for Angel to basically strike. And tells Angel to, yeah. to go after Buffy. Angel thinks the Slayer's basically run its course. And he's really yeah. focus his energy elsewhere. Like, he's over it at this point, it seems like. Yeah, and his elsewhere seems to be <laughs> Drew. And, like, mm-hmm. he's, like, gonna rub it up on her. And she's like, ooh, like, and poor Spike. Uh, yeah. Is just sitting there in the wheelchair watching his girlfriend that he's in love with. Like, totally fine with, like, being into this uh, other person. The yeah, guy that sired her. So weird. Like, are they? Are they? Are they? I mean... We don't know for sure. I know, that's but, the thing, but it seems like maybe. I think it's more than just trying to get under Spike's skin. I oh, obviously. I, if I had to say that, yeah. Yeah, no, I think so, too. So, yeah, so Spike is pissed. Mm-hmm. Even more now. Because I think this, this is actually like the scene where he really lays it on sexually with Drew, rather than mm-hmm. in the um, earlier one. So, yeah, Spike is just seething. <laughs> in the hallway... Will, so they all go to the, their, like, little corners where they're going to, um, hallway at school, where they're going to have their little posts and their triangle. And Giles and Willow run into each other. Giles is coming out of the library. And he's trying to contact Jenny. And he says, like, Willow, you need to go home because there could be supernatural stuff happening because I think I'm close to contacting Jenny. And Willow says, okay, sure, bye. Like, uh, let him do that. 
Mm-hmm. Let him play with his little pretend ghost. Yep. Um, and she's gonna she goes off to set at her her station. All right. Uh, and Cordelia is in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> one of the bathrooms. Band-aid. Yeah, and she yeah she has like a bandaid on her face from the mm. the, snake bite. the bite. Yep. Yeah. So this goes. Ar- I'm just gonna gonna summarize a bit because it jumps it around a lot. So much. Yeah. Man. Buffy is walking, um, kind of walking the halls, and she goes past the music room, and she kind of sees a vision or something of Grace and James dancing in the music room. Mm-hmm. And when he turns, his face becomes all like decomposed, and like obviously he's been sh- he shot himself in the eye. Uh, Xander sets up in the cafeteria, which still has snakes in it. Obviously, they didn't snake get all the snake. Yeah. Snake-alicious. Yeah. Snake-alicious. Very Xander. Um, yeah, obviously, that's the, I guess the animal control was like, you know what? It's five. We, we're going to leave. So, <laughs> end of the day, we're going to leave all these snakes here. Whatever. We're not going to finish. Guys, yeah. You can deal with it. Yeah. In the bathroom, Cordelia looks into the mirror, trying to like, oh, God, my face, like my little, my little bite that I got. And then her face changes, like kind of to like a big gun. It looks like a burn scar or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it's actually supposed to be, but obviously she screams because yep. her face has changed. In the hallway, Willow is standing at the top of those stairs and right outside the li- well, down, down the hall from the library. And the ground just opens up and like a monster arm comes <laughs> out and grabs, her down. grabs her ankle. And it's just kind of this like swirling kind of like yep. top of a tornado looking thing. Yeah. And she's just getting pulled down into this like Or like, uh, what's abyss. that thing in the water called? It's um like an under, a whirlpool. Under, um, yeah, a whirlpool. That's a whirlpool. It, yeah. yeah, that's better than an up uh, over t- looking down on a tornado. <laughs> like a whirlpool, yeah. Whirlpool. And she starts screaming for Giles. Giles comes running. Yeah, so cute. And he grabs her. No, uh, he pulls her out. He pulls her out and they take a, they take a tumble. They take a tumble down the stairs, which looks, like, not fun. Yeah. Outside, Buffy sees the past, like, okay. So, outside where the teacher died, both teachers died, Buffy kind of sees the past play out and sees James' cute Grace, Grace fall off the balcony, and then James's ghost shows up with the messed up face and screams, get out at Buffy. Yeah, he tells her to get out. I thought that was kind of, I was a little confused by that. Which, especially, like, knowing, like, where the episode went. Like yeah, why, exactly. why would he do that? Well, and also, like, if, if Xander's correct and he's fixated on Buffy, which it seems like he is, then... Why would he want her to leave? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. I don't... Although Poltergeist are all confused and whatever, I guess. True. Yeah. So, back in the hallway, Willow convinces Giles that this is no way could this be Jenny. Jenny yeah. would never... It's too mean. mean. Yeah, it's yeah. too mean. And Giles is like, I know. It's, it's not her. Um, mm-hmm. Which he's disappointed because he thought he had another opportunity to communicate with her and mm-hmm. say maybe things he didn't get to say because obviously he was in love with her and he never said he was in love with her to her um mm-hmm. she did and yeah so he's just sad i think he it didn't take much to convince him at that point like he knows it's not her. her yeah mm-hmm. exactly so it strikes midnight so they all in their separate areas light the can their candle mm-hmm. black they candle. start chant they start chanting mm-hmm. and then kind of all their candles get like blown out and they're like, okay. Great, maybe something did something. Yeah, like, we were done. Like, let's see what happened. And all of a sudden, they have this, like, buzzing. Rumbling? Rumbling. Um, or, yeah, there's, like, a disturbance. You can tell. Like, something's noise. coming. There's, like, a rumbling. Yeah. And then the school is swarmed by, I, initially, I put locusts, but I it's wasps. I thought too, but apparently, oh, I it's, thought it was moths. I thought they said. It's wasps. Wasps, okay. Yeah, because I had it on, like, 
later angels has wasps, and then oh, okay. it's on like the closed captioning. It says wasps. Okay. Um, yeah. So wasps. Locust would have been through. a little more Bible-y for me. Yeah, I thought locust would have made sense because we did snakes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so they're coming through the hallway. They are trying to run and get out. They manage mm-hmm. to get out in front of the school, and the whole school is just swarmed it's covered, with wasps. Yeah, yeah completely it's super covered. Gross. Yeah. So they're back at Buffy's house, having, like, realized that, like, this did not work. <laughs> yeah. The spell. And they say that Giles kind of figures out that James keeps recreating the tragedy. Um, he wants forgiveness, mm-hmm. but he's kind of doomed in this, like, purgatory where he's, it, it only he's works out one way. people. Yeah. Yeah, he's doomed to, like, kill Grace over and over again. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to keep doing it so it could turn out differently, but it can't turn out differently. Right. So he's, at, he's in this, like, cycle. And he wants forgiveness. And Buffy says he doesn't deserve forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And Buffy goes in this whole, like... Rant. Rant about how, you know, it doesn't matter if he knew it was wrong or he thinks it's wrong. Now he knows it's wrong. And he was selfish and impulsive and all this. Yep. He has to live with it. And, like, obviously she's talking about herself. Mm-hmm. She is... Well, then Xander even says, like, but he's dead. And yeah. Kinda, Buffy's kind of like, oh. Like, it looks like it made her think. Like, yeah, she wasn't even talking about him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. really? Yeah. Um, she's like, he needs to be punished for what he did, and he needs to live with it. And she means me. Yeah. She thinks, I need, I know what I did, I'm, and I need to be punished. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve forgiveness for yeah. putting this all on everyone. Yeah. Um, um, and like- Cordelia calls it. She's like, over-identify much? When she's eating <laughs> her little cracker or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, will- Sorry, I was just going to say, I like how Xander said, act of compassion I think it was Xander. Act of compassion isn't done because people need Giles. it. Giles, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, not because or not because they deserve it. Yeah, it's done because people need it, not because they deserve it. Yeah, which is like very good advice from Giles, but Buffy's like not not hearing it, not not, hearing not it. interested. She goes to the kitchen and pulls out of her pocket one of the like. It's weird because it's it's from like it's the 1955 version of yep. the Hawkins dance yep. poster. The flyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the flyer. And she kind of just puts it on the table, and then she hears a voice whisper, "I need you." This time, I heard it. Yeah, and then she she leaves. She leaves mm-hmm. the house, and then they come in to check on her in the be- in the kitchen and realize that she's gone. They see the flyer there, and Giles thinks that you know the spirit is cut, like in her thrall. She's in the thrall of the spirit. Mm-hmm. We see at the school, we see Buffy just kind of like, kind of like deadpan, just kind of like, like in a phase. Yeah, almost. like in a yeah, like in a in like a sleepwalking. Yeah, yeah, like a sleepwalking. And she she gets up to school and like the the wasps yeah. just part, part for her. Yeah, like the red sea <laughs> and the doors open by themselves too, mm-hmm. and yep. so she just walks in and then it all closes back up. So obviously it's they're it's giving her passage to come in. It's meant for it's meant for Buffy. Yeah. So the the group finally gets to the school and they're like, wait, there's no way we can get in. We know Buffy's in there, but Giles thinks it's okay because there's no there's no there's no person in there for James to play his part because they're like, okay, well Buffy's gonna get get killed, but there's no one to yeah, shoot her. There's no one to shoot her. Yeah. Yeah. So they think that she's fine in there at the time as it is. But then, yeah. So Buffy's walking in the hallway, kind of in like in a trance, like I said, and guess who shows up? Guess who took Drusilla's advice? Angel. Angel's in the hallway and says, you know what? Wasps don't really care about vampires. I could just walk right through them. Like, they don't really care about me. And 
he is just kind of gloating her and she's and she immediately starts saying like you think you can just ignore me and i'll go away like she definitely she starts going right into the script she, she recites the lines that's yeah right. she starts saying the lines and angel's like uh yeah like that's pathetic like you're pathetic <laughs> he doesn't understand what's happening um and then eventually he gets swept up into it and so now he's yeah, possessed which as I found well interesting yeah so but the kind of like twist on this is that angel is grace and buffy is james yeah yeah and they like i like how they do the flashbacks between the present and the past it's uh it's interesting so yeah it just plays out we get the kind of the complete scene finally for the, mm-hmm. the third on the third go around and yeah it, it switches back between angel and buffy kind of reciting it and then james and 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 grace in 1955 so it keeps going right. back and forth and it's a great scene it is actually it's like really well done. of course like Sarah Michelle Gellar acts like circles around David Brianis in this scene. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she's so good in this scene and it's so emotional and like she really yeah. like seems like she, she is just really destroyed. Good. Yeah. It was great. And it was just like one of the like questions I had with this teacher student romance, like part of me is kind of like, I think she really did love him, but she just knew that like it wasn't right and she just had to break it off for that reason more than mm-hmm. like she actually didn't feel like continuing with it. So I thought that was interesting, too. And the student, obviously, James didn't obviously catch up on that. He was just so blind and heartbroken that he, you know. Yeah, because he says, like, tell me you don't love me. And then she says, yeah, if that's what you need to hear, I don't love you. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so, yeah, and it's interesting. I'll bring this up later, uh, but at the end. But there's an interesting thing that I think that is kind of overlooked in this episode that I think if this episode was done today would be a conversation. Um, I'll try to remember to bring it up when I talk about my, at the end, what we talked about. Um. So they they even move through the scene the same way, and mm-hmm. Buffy pulls a gun out. Yep, as it appears out of nowhere. Angel turns to like run. They go out outside, right by that that balcony by the stairs. The balcony, yeah, yeah. Yep. And Buffy shoots Angel, and just like mm-hmm. it's supposed to happen, Angel falls over the balcony and air quote dies on the stairs. Yeah, and her, Angel looks really surprised when this happens. He's like, "Oh, I'm shot!" Oh. oh. <laughs> Yeah. And then he falls down the stairs. Yeah. And just like happened in the, that in 1955, Buffy, and there's no one there to stop her. Buffy kind of like just, again, sleepwalks kind of into the music room. Mm-hmm. Where this is where uh, James killed himself. So obviously this is what is com- the spirit's compelling belly, bu- belly, belly, Buffy to do. Um, this is where we can hear the song "I Only Have Eyes for You" playing. Yeah, yeah. Again, did she did she start it? Did she put it on herself? I thought it was there? playing when she got there. Yeah, okay. I it was, yeah, but that. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. It's playing one way or another. Yeah, "I Only Have Eyes for You" is playing, yeah. and we see Angel wake up on the stairs because he was kind of like unconscious. Mm-hmm. He wakes up on the stairs, and Buffy is going to kill herself, mm-hmm. and then. Angel shows up because yeah, he's, he wants shooting to Angel her. with a gun can't kill him. Yes, that's right. So it's so Grace's where, spirit. Yeah. This is where things change. Yeah. So Grace's spirit can inha- still inhabit Angel's body until she goes to the music room and stops Buffy from killing herself. Slash James. And she and they, says, I loved you with yeah. my last breath. Yeah. And it was an accident. He's like, I killed you. She said, it's an accident. And they kind of like make peace with each other. Um, and James gets that forgive the forgiveness that he was looking for. Which I, I find that interesting. Like, does she really forgive him for shooting her? That's pretty. 
I think it's supposed to be like it's more obvious when it's Buffy. Like it kind of goes off. Yeah. Gun. Yeah. Okay. Like she's in the middle of a sentence and it just kind of goes off. And I think like that's an accident. Yeah. Kind of like it just goes yeah, off. That's like okay. I mean, he shouldn't be pointing it at her, but I think yeah. he didn't actually mean to shoot her. I th- I think yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I think you're right. It, it wasn't very, it wasn't explicit that that was what happened, but that's kind of where I'm, that's where I think that we can explain why she would, you know, forgive him. I think, I think it was an, and, and mm-hmm. I think they're trying to make it seem like an accident. Um, yeah. And uh, what do you think's going to happen? You point a gun at somebody. But so at this point, we're only seeing Angel and Buffy and we kind of see like the spirits of James and uh, Grace kind of go up into the light so they basically yeah. worked out their stuff and they can move on. And so that's it. They're gone. And it leaves Buffy and Angel back as themselves kissing. And they're kissing. And that's great. Yeah. And Buffy is just like, Angel? And she's yeah. like confused. And Angel's he like, also and He just pushes her and runs off. Growls. He growls and shoves her. Gross. And then just yeah, runs okay. away because he's mad. Yeah, he's mad. He has a very animalistic he's growl. Mad. So this is interesting, though. So he, yeah, he kind of. He could have done something to her, but he didn't. He just runs away. Yeah, because she would have been, like, well, he was also kind of discombobulated, so maybe thought, I guess. Like, yeah. I um, it could have been an opportunity. Yeah, true. I mean, that's why Drew told him to go there, because it would have, it was an opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Angel takes off, and Buffy's just kind of just stunned there by herself. So in the library, it seemed they've checked everything. Everything seems back to normal. The snakes are all gone. Everything seems mm-hmm. like is it's over. And Buffy comes to the realization that James picked her because he can relate to her. Yeah. That she has yeah. deep regret for something that happened that she didn't mean to happen. And um, that's why he didn't go for just like whatever, whoever the male was there. Yeah. He exactly. went for Buffy. And, and she says they can both rest now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Buffy does say she still has a hard time thinking, like, why she would forgive him. But, you know, Buffy's talking about herself a lot. Yep. She's, this is, like, we talked about this a little bit when we were watching it together. I said, like, last episode, I feel like, was Buffy getting ready to accept that um, she was ready to kill Angel. Like, coming to that acceptance. And this episode's all about her trying to forgive herself. For all the stuff that's happened from that act. So, mm-hmm. um, it's really, it, it's about James, but it's really about Buffy forgiving herself. Or letting herself be forgiven. Everything she deserves mm-hmm. to be forgiven. Or that she'll even accept it. All of this yeah. is, like, just a mirror on Buffy's, like, the whole Angel and Buffy thing. Like, all the mm-hmm. responsibility she feels about what happened. Um, so that's what she's kind of, like, I think, reflecting on in, the, in this end scene. And then well, we go... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, she basically says she doesn't understand how she could... Forgive him, and then I like how Giles is like, "Does it matter?" Yeah, that's like really powerful. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, and hopefully good. that enables her to forgive herself and move on and do what yeah. she has to do. Yeah, exactly. So the last scene is in the mansion, and Angel is washing off in like the He's fountain, furiously showering. Yeah, furiously because he is says he's been like basically possessed by love. He, he felt love. He doesn't like it. And he, like, physically wants to wash it off. Of well, it's like, well, he's like, she was like, what was it, a demon? And he's like, love. Yeah, it works. She's all like, well, well, let's find you a nice toddler. 
<laughs> yeah. He says he needs a kill before sunup. And she's like, oh, we'll find you a nice toddler. And uh, she's like, wanna, do you want to go, Spike? And he's like, and Angel says, oh, we need to travel light. We can't take him with us. He's so mean. So he's like, have a good time, buddy. And her Angel and Drew run off into the night to kill something, someone. And poor Spike's sitting there in his wheelchair by himself. But we Spike kind of like has a smirk and says like, uh, oh, I will, like, basically about having fun, I will sooner than you realize or sooner than you think. Mm-hmm. And he gets up out of the wheelchair. And so he is he is healed, but he is hiding it. Yeah. Interesting. So, I'm curious to see where this goes. What is going to happen? There is, what is going to happen? The family is getting dysfunctional. Well, it's being more dysfunctional than usual. I, I don't know. If I respect, I'd be over that shit with her. That's super I, I think he's over it. Um, so, yeah. Like, what's Spike going to do? Like, what's that about? Just go out on his own and leave them. Leave them to themselves. Do you think you think he'll just leave? Leave skip know. town now? And just I don't know. Um, he seems to still love Drusilla, weirdly. Yeah. But I don't know. I think he should just leave. Or He's going to have yeah. a plan. I don't know. I guess I'm going to find out soon, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing I'll find out in the next three episodes. Yes. Okay, so yeah, so Spike obviously has a plan that we are not privy to at the moment. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. So that will set up some stuff we will see, like you said, in the next three episodes. Yeah. All right, so my favorite quote was when Willow and Buffy were talking at the bronze, and Buffy and Willow was saying, you just need to be impulsive or something like that. And Buffy says, impulsive? Do you remember my ex-boyfriend, the vampire? I slept with him. He lost his soul. Now my boyfriend's gone forever, and the demon that wears his face is killing my friends. The next impulsive decision I will make will involve my choice of dentures. <laughs> oh, it was like just summed up most of the second half of this whole season. No, the thing is, I don't even think that was impulsive, though. Like, she wasn't impulsive. She gave it some thought. They tried to not date and didn't work out, and they just gave in. So I don't really consider her impulsive. She de- I mean, she definitely feels like... I know she does. I know it she does, does yeah. I don't... Like, it. nobody could have foreseen that happening. Yeah. I yeah. did, yeah, but that was a fair quote. It was just funny. Yeah. And she said, yeah, the next yeah, impulsive decision I will make involve my choice of dentures. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, no excitement for me, thanks. I've had enough. And then my favorite scene I said was the Buffy Angel roleplay scene. Yeah, so when okay. it all that whole scene where it's going back and forth between 1955 and present day, their present day, 1999, and um, it's just Sarah Michelle Geller again. And these like highly, highly emotional moments. She's just so good. Yeah, she is. Really David Brown has tried his best. He was decent. Yeah, he was, he was decent. pretty good. I mean. Yeah, I mean, like, he was discovered, like, walking his dog. Like, it's not like he was, like, I'm oh, really? an actor. They were like, you're hot. You want to be an actor? Okay. He's you know? he So, pretty. you know, Sarah Marshall Geller is an actor, and she's been mm-hmm. acting since she was a child and, like, is an art artist. I'm sure David Baranis is now, but at this point, this is very early in David Baranis' career. So, yeah, Sarah Marshall Geller just, like, blew the whole thing out of the water. Yeah. Okay. Um, my favorite line was when Sandra said Snakealicious. Really? <laughs> I know. I just thought it was so funny. And just like that, like, I can't say it's my favorite scene. I'll pick the same scene as you as my favorite um, uh-huh. for the same reasons. But it's just like, when he just walked into the, the thing and he was just like, Snakealicious. And he's just like, instead of like walking out, which is what I would have had to have done, he was just like, okay, I can do this. I got this. And then he just, you know, 
That's kind of cool. That's unfortunately where he was stationed, so he had to yeah. go in and like. He just handle. had to do it, and he did. He's growing into himself, so. He's more tolerable for you. He is way more tolerable. He's growing on me quite a bit, actually. Okay. These good. past few episodes have been, yeah, yeah. good. I would say a, a, a like a second. Like, my runner-up would have been, like, when Giles, you talked, you already quoted this, when Giles says that forgiveness is an act, act of compassion. It's not done because it's whatever that you want. It's not because they want it, so they need it, or something like that. Yeah. It's done because people need it, not because they deserve it. Right. That That's a good one, as well. Um, yeah. yeah. That, that probably should be my favorite line, but I'm going to... Same. Have to I know. I feel like that should have been... I'm going to have to stick with Snakealicious. <laughs> no regrets. Go with your heart. Follow your heart. So my steak rating was a 4.5. What? Is that low? Sorry. I, yeah, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, there was a lot of liked about it, but uh, of course it's set in the 50, a lot, some of it was set in 50s, which I love, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. whole aesthetic. That Buffy Angel scene that I said was my favorite scene was, was so really, good. really well so done. Good. Yeah, so good, so well done, powerful. Um, I like the ghosts, just having the ghosts are about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all I put. Um, I, one thing I wanted to say about it, though, I think the thing that I was going to say before that I was like, I'll say for the end. If this episode aired today, I think there would be a conversation around Grace being a predator. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there should have been a conversation back then about it because that's it's kind of yucky. It's not OK. <laughs> yeah, like I think it wasn't even like. No one even was like, oh, it's inappropriate that Grace was involved with her student, with a child. No. Um, you know, the power dynamic between teacher and student, uh, like mm-hmm. a minor and an, an adult and all this stuff. Like it wasn't even like brought up at all, which I think is definitely something that should be part of the conversation about the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like there is something to be said about Grace's involvement in this relationship and yeah. the appropriateness of it. Exactly. She, I mean, whatever she felt, she should have not acted upon it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's that whole aspect that was not brought into the conversation at all in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 4.8. Okay, good. I'm glad. I really like this episode. So obviously the whole 50s thing. That mm-hmm. just like that's that's just like four and a half all by itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love the Sadie Hawkins references. Um, I love the outfits. I love the music. Um, I love that song. Um, all of that. Um, but also some of the other little things that I liked. I mean, we have we have Giles working through his grief a little bit. We saw that. Um, like, he was kind of, like, he you showed him being a little bit stuck. And then at the end, he was kind of working through it a bit. I thought mm-hmm. that was that was good that they touched on that. Um, Willow is coming into her own. I loved watching her teach that class. And she's just, like, she's so cute. She's funny. And she's just, she's getting comfortable with herself. She's getting confident with herself. And I'm just really enjoying that, like, watching her come into her own. And she took the um, reins with the magic as well. Yeah, so I was just going to say, I'm curious yeah. to see where this whole paganism thing goes. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Um, we didn't have much with Xander in this episode, but again, I'll just say that he's still growing on me. Okay. Um, yeah. Cordelia. I don't know. Cordelia is Cordelia. She's just there. For me. She's just there. She's she's like she just paper, is good to like yeah she is kind of kind of wallpaper that has a good lines. line yeah she's funny yeah um Cordelia's yeah. never been my favorite character she's yeah. a, she's good she's funny she's funny yeah, she has her role funny. in the like ecosystem of the Scoobies yeah but I've never like really really she's liked not, her. like yeah 
And then I just like the whole the whole episode that focused on Buffy working through her stuff that she needed to work through. So this was a good thing for her to have to work through. Um, like how she at first like just really couldn't understand this James person and um, like what he did. But by the end of the episode, she was just kind of like, okay. And she, I think she realized a little more that it was her. She needed to forgive herself to be able to move on from things that had happened um, with her and Angel. So I thought that was, that was kind of a nice touch. And I, I like the Poltergeist aspect. So that was, I just like that bonus points for that. I love Poltergeist mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think she, unknown, didn't realize that like James saw like kind of a kindred spirit in her that they both mm-hmm. were dealing with intense grief and regret yep, about exactly. something that they felt yeah. responsible for. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that kind of changed a little, like, you know, Buffy's perception a little bit on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it was a good episode. Cute. As good as I remembered. It was good. Yeah. And like, I, I'm always happy when your rating's higher than mine. So <laughs> that's great. I'm happy about it. <laughs> All right, so the next episode okay. is called Go Fish. And so Xander joins a team at school. What is it? Ooh, okay. It's got to be like wrestling. Okay. You said team, right? Mm-hmm. Sports team. I'm guessing sports. What if it's not sports? What if sports, it's like sports ball. <laughs> sports ball. I'm going to go with wrestling. Wrestling, okay. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that wraps up season two, episode 19, I Only Have Eyes for You. Again, you can find us on all major podcast apps and YouTube and Instagram at One Girl All the World Pod. And please give us five stars wherever you listen. You can also email us at onegirlpod at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. And we'll be back next week with season two, episode 20, Go Fish. See you real soon. Bye. Bye.